We'll get to episode 166 in just a moment. First, I wanted to tell you about a piano bar fundraiser presented by the Pennsylvania Association of Blind Students. My friend Simon Bonenfon is the president of that division, and he'll be singing and playing the piano that night of the 16th of February. Angelina Angelsic will also be performing, and I've talked about her before on the podcast. She has a tremendous voice, so check it out, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash piano. It'll give you all the information about the night. It's $5 minimum to get in. Of course, you can give more. There's going to be door prizes if you hang out and watch all the festivities. There's also going to be a raffle that you don't need to be present to win. So again, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash piano. I really do appreciate your support of the Pennsylvania Association of Blind Students. Thank you so much. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there and welcome to episode 166 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really appreciate you joining me for today's episode And I've got a couple of things that all kind of tie together. And then I've got this story first. We were notified yesterday that there was going to be a water shutoff. They've been doing all sorts of new pipes in our neighborhood. And they were going to be off. The water was going to be off from 9 a.m. to maybe as long as 2 p.m. Of course, that made me had to get out of bed earlier and, and all sorts of stuff. But that's not the important thing here. The important thing is this. It's also Washington Seminar Week, which I talked a little about last week. And there was a call today with uh, Congressman Cartwright's office. He's the Pennsylvania Congressional District 8 up in Northeast Pennsylvania. That was at noon. Well, what time do you think they turned the water back on? Yeah, right around five minutes till 12. And that wouldn't have been a big deal, but there was something going on that I didn't realize. I had joined the call a little early, and I was talking to a few folks on it. And all of a sudden, there was this loud noise from our upstairs bathroom. And it was the toilet as it was refilling or whatever. I don't even know. And one thing that was weird, I never flushed it after the water went off. So the fact that it had no water in the tank, I don't understand that, but... That's, you know, I'm not a plumber, (laughs) and I have no idea why. The bottom line was this horrendous noise that was coming because before the water came into the tank, it was air shooting into the tank. So I turned on a couple of other faucets. I quickly muted my, my phone so the call wouldn't be disrupted by this crazy noise that was freaking Ziggy out. And before the uh, staff member from the congressman's office got on, Emily, who was leading the call, Uh, from the state affiliate, she was asking me, do you want to take care of this item, Web and App Accessibility Act, or something along those lines? And I couldn't answer her because I was in the bathroom trying to figure out what was going on, and it was so loud, I don't think she would have been able to hear me anyway. And Ziggy was on, we don't allow him to come into part of the upstairs, and he was behind this gate, you know, kind of crying and looking over at me, wondering what, (laughs) what the noise was. And so... We went through the call, and I did chime in a little bit towards the end because it it did fix itself, but Ziggy was freaked out for about 15 or 20 minutes. He kept wanting to go outside, and then when I went outside with him, he was trying to jump up, and after he was running around a little bit, trying to jump up and grab my cord to my earbuds, and then when he would come in, he would immediately race inside and run up the stairs and stare towards the toilet, which the first time he did it, it was still making the noise. 
the second and third times it had stopped, but he was still freaked out by it. And he was just all over the place. It, he was just very, it freaked him out. Let me just say, it just freaked him out. So it was after the call ended and the congressional staff member left, I apologized to Emily. I said, look, I said, you know, and I explained to her what happened. And we talked about that, but it, it was it was hysterical and Again, I'm not quite sure what was up with the toilet. Hopefully there's not <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but that's the Ziggy story of the week. It was funny, though, after after all was said and done. Of course, I don't do too much during the day, and when something is going on, I like to participate like this, and it kind of hampered me from doing that because I had to stay on mute, and at some points when he was acting crazy, I couldn't really participate or even hear what was going on. Not that he was—he's not vocal. He, he doesn't bark a lot. Um but it was just trying to deal with him and having my attention focused elsewhere other than in my ears. Um, but there are two things that, that I want to talk about that, that are eye-related today. And, and they do kind of coincide. As I've mentioned over the last few weeks, my vision has been, has been poor and really poor. And, um, and yesterday it was really, really crappy, which was great. And I'll get to that in a moment. But a couple of days ago... I wanted to order an iPhone case. My, my phone case is falling apart. And I think part of the problem that I'm having with my phone is because the case is a little beat up and cracking at the seams, it's allowing dirt to get into uh, the port. So when I charge it, it's not completely charging or it doesn't always connect. Um, same thing goes when I plug in my earbuds and I'm constantly using the compressed air to blow it out. I also think that has to do with some issues when I do dictation. I mean, some of the dictation has just been crazy. I thought I got to get a new a new phone case, and I want another. I wanted an I can't see you phone case with my logo. So of course, what do I have to do? If I want one of those, I have to design it. And I'm using a company called Spring. And if I can figure out how to do it, I will put a link to it in the show notes. They do all of the iPhones from God help you if you have an iPhone six up to, I believe, the iPhone 12 line. I don't think they had the 13s yet. And so this company was one where you can order T-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and, and I've, I've tried a few things from there. The, the one thing I'm not thrilled with, the first time I ordered the customer service, I had a question and it took three weeks for them to get back to me. And that's why I've been hesitant to do a full-blown merch store for any of the products that I want to create. And that is the issue for me, is I love to create stuff like that. I love to create the hats and put the logo on things and put different colors on the logo and whatnot. And I, I by, by the way, I did try an action green logo on a navy. Uh, I don't remember if it was a shirt or a sweatshirt. Looked pretty good from what I could see. But, but again, my vision has been pretty poor lately. So I am trying to design this phone case with the logo. And at first I tried the white logo and I the case that I have now, Jane bought for me, it says I can't see you on it, but it doesn't have the logo. It was just a generic uh, I can't see you that she had made up for me, I guess, right after we got our phones uh, three plus years ago, four, maybe four plus years ago. No, I guess three. So I love the, and it's, it's kind of like an action green color, um, but the one I got is definitely a bright green. That's what the color is called. I don't know if it's translucent. The one I have is a little bit translucent. So I think my iPhone is blue, a light blue. I have a 10R, uh, or as some might say, XR. <laughs> um, 
So I, I like the bright color because if there's any chance for me to see my phone on a dark surface, I need that high contrast. So the bright green, like the Seattle Seahawks action green color, is about the best for me. Don't get me wrong, if I, you know, I looked at doing an orange one too, and if you watch any of the playoff games, when the Bengals had those bright orange socks on, man, do I love those. <laughs> so I, I thought about doing orange as well. In fact, the orange with the black logo, could somebody could say, oh, you did a Flyers case. Um, so I, but I like the green better. I, I don't know why, I just do. So I tried the white logo, and it was very difficult for me to see. I mean, even more difficult than other things. So I then had to go in and had to recreate a black logo that didn't have blue in the eye part behind the microphone. And I did that, and the size that I made it, it was a little bit too big for the back of the phone. So when I started playing around with it, I couldn't get it. I couldn't tell if I had it centered, again, because my vision has been so lousy I was just having difficulty. I, for about a half an hour, I had posted the image on Facebook and asked for some help. Now, it was like one o'clock in the morning, so I had <laughs> I got no response, so I took it down because then I realized I can't tell if the text is clear. And one thing, as you know, when you resize text, it could make it pixelated or fuzzy or whatever. So I needed both things. I needed to know if it was centered and if it was blurry. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to order this now. At, at this point, it's two in the morning. I might as well just wait and let Liz and Jane take a look. And Liz, uh, Jane looked at it. She had, her, her MO is she works very late. Usually, if she's working from home, obviously, she's constantly working from home that day. She'll take a break for dinner and then do a little more work, and then fall asleep on the couch while watching something on TV. Lately, it's been Modern Family on whatever it's on Hulu, I think. Not that she hasn't seen them all already. And I wasn't 100% sure if she had gone to bed or had just fallen asleep on the couch. And when she doesn't respond at one in the morning, it's she's fallen asleep on the couch. So I was hoping that she would get up and give me some feedback, which she did around 2.30, quarter to three, just before I was starting to do the dishes because I was late doing them, because I was trying to do this case, and I really wanted to order it that night, because anything that's done print-on-demand takes a little bit of time to get. Obviously, they have to print the item and then ship the item. And long story short, I ordered the stuff. Uh, I ordered a case, and I ordered a hoodie for myself, because I had ordered a hoodie before, which was an extra large, <laughs> and Liz grabbed it. <laughs> she liked it, and it was a very nice material. I really liked it, so I ordered one for myself. The next day, after Liz and Jane had given me their feedback, I just went with what I had done, and it's not too critical. It's only one. If it's off a little bit, I'll fix it, and in case somebody else wants to buy one with that logo on, I don't know who would, but you never know. They want to help support the podcast. Maybe you would want that. But the problem was, and I realized, and it's, it's always been difficult, as I've mentioned before, doing any kind of design work is tough because you have to align things and the way my vision has been over the last three or four weeks has been any kind of brightness just makes it almost impossible for me to see and things are very foggy and smoky and uh, so it was it was tough to even tell if it was right and if it was centered and the program that I was using it's built into the 
print-on-demand company. Like I said, it's called Teespring. Well, it's called Spring now. It's, I think it's teespring.com still. And I realized this is going to take me forever. If I have to do it this way, usually I use, when I design something of my own, I use Adobe Illustrator. And Adobe Illustrator, I can know for sure because I can look at numbers that show that it's lining up. And I can click a couple of buttons to know that I'm centering it or vertically or horizontally or whatever. With Spring, you kind of just drag it around. There's nothing to put in. You, you can't go into a, an empty field and start it at this measurement. And the other thing is with the stuff on Spring, it wasn't fully flat, meaning it was at a slight angle, meaning the case was so you could see the one side and see the buttons on the one side of the case. So it wasn't a dead-on flat front look of the case. And so that's what threw me off. It's one of those things. I love doing it so much, but it took me maybe an hour to do the design and redo the, the logo so it was just plain black and then slap it on the back of the phone. The sweatshirt was already done, so I did, the hoodie was already done, so I didn't have to mess with that. Once Liz and Jane signed off on it, I came down and I ordered it the next day. And uh, like I said, at the end of this month, I should have both, hopefully, fingers crossed. I know it's, it's only the 10th as I'm recording this, so <laughs> hopefully it'll be the earlier parts of those dates than the latter. But we'll see. And I will, uh, I will show them once they, I will put pictures up somewhere, Instagram, I'm guessing. So as I'm doing this and I'm realizing, I'm like, hey, my vision really does suck. And it was confirmed the next day, meaning yesterday, the 9th of February, because as I was talking about last week, when I had gone for a glaucoma appointment, he took a look, that the glaucoma specialist took a look and said, oh, this is the eye you get around on. I can see it's very swollen and so forth and so on. You better go see Dr. Ayers. When you call up for an appointment, say you need a surgery consult. Maybe that'll get you in sooner because this guy is very busy. He's the one that did the last transplant, and he's so busy that when I tried to make an appointment in, I want to say, August, I was given a late October date, unless I went to see somebody else in the office and they had a date within a couple of weeks. So I just went with the other person because it was just a check, and she's a cornea specialist too, and not that she would do any surgery on me, but she would be able to look in and say, oh yeah, this is no good. And again, I saw her over the course of a couple of visits. I don't remember if it was two or three. And the last time I saw her, which I think was in November, she said, oh, you look good. And if you have problems, give a call. Otherwise, I'll see you in six months. And I think we even set up an appointment for six months. So I don't know what happened over the last four to six weeks. I'm hoping the... <laughs> I'm hoping that my lack of the psoriatic arthritis medicine didn't play into it, and I, I doubt it did. I'm not a doctor, not a pharmacist, just speculating. But over the last week, uh, I'm sorry, month or so, my vision has just, I can't even, even trying to read anything on the screen, on the TV, can't do it. Um, which isn't an issue if I really want to read something in the channel guide, I can turn on the audio services for that and it'll read the guide to me, which is, it's annoying because it reads it very slowly and you can't speed it up. 
Um, so I usually don't do it. I usually just go to the channels that I want. Um, and I have ways of trying to figure out how to, for example, I love House Hunters International. So I know it's a two H's, so I look for the H's and I go from there. Uh, I try to find something that is a telltale of what might be the show. SWAT is in all capitals, so when I look for that, I look for a short all cap type of word. Not that I could see the letters, but it helps me with that. And I've, <laughs> I've hit the wrong thing a few times when, when trying to figure out, trying to watch something on the DVR. And I've been telling folks over the last few weeks that, you know, my vision has been sucky, and I don't know whether they believe me or not, or if they think I'm just, you know, ah, he says this all the time. Well, yesterday, when I'm sitting in the chair, and, and I got nervous because when I got to the appointment, I checked in. My appointment was for 2.15, and I'm standing for a while because I didn't want to sit. We had just, it, it takes, where I went to the doctor was at a place called the Pagoda Building in Balakinwood. And from my house to this building, half an hour to 45 minutes, depending on traffic. And it's, there's not an easy, fast way to get there. And it's, it, it can be a miserable drive, especially in rush hour, which we came home in. So Liz can't come in and it, that's fine. It's not a big deal. I could have taken an Uber, but fortunately she took the day off because an Uber ride to there is somewhere between 40 and 50 bucks. And that's why I usually like to go to see the doctor in media where it's only a 10 or $15. So Liz has to wait in the car. She brought plenty of magazines. I went and I checked in and I paid my $35 copay and it was pretty crowded in there. And they told me to go have a seat and I started to go have a seat. And then I realized, you know what? I've just been sitting in the car for a while. I think I'll stand for a while. And somebody asked me, are you sure you don't want to sit down? I could move. I said, no. I said, no, my knee's a little funny. Let me just stand here for a minute. And I stood there for a while and I thought that I kind of felt in the way. And... <laughs> I didn't move to sit down until I hear the receptionist say to somebody who was checking in, oh, you're here an hour early. I really shouldn't check you in because he's running two hours behind. And I thought, oh, God, two hours behind? I said, that means 4.15. That's a long time that I'm going to wait. And then I, I stood there for a little while longer until that person was done, and she did let that person check in. They like people to get there 10 minutes before, no earlier. Again, so it kind of limits the folks in the waiting room. And I have a, something to say about that in a minute. <laughs> so I find a seat that seems to be away from folks. I, I make my way back to it, and I'm always nervous walking through. They have the the layout is a couple of U-shaped uh, chair, the chairs in U shapes, or I guess W, because there's 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 two sections, W on one side of the entrance and a W on the other side of the entrance, and then you will, you walk in the main entrance and straight into the reception desk. So I I kind of can tell that there is some space in the back corner, or at least it looked like there was some space in the back corner. Now I have to navigate through the people with their feet, and I don't want to hit them too hard with the cane and and so forth. But I do get back there, and I'm sitting there, and I thought, well, what am I going to do for the next two hours? <laughs> So I go on my phone, but of course I don't have earbuds and I'm thinking, okay, now I'm the jackass that is there on his phone and everybody's hearing everything that it says, but I'm sure they're listening and saying, what's that phone saying? I can't, I can't understand it. It's going too fast. And so I turned the volume down a little bit again, because I didn't want to be that guy annoying everybody else, even though there was a guy two seats away from me on the phone, talking on the phone, not just doing whatever. 
And I go to a couple of websites and I thought, oh, you know what? I started to order something for Liz for Valentine's Day. And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. And I thought maybe I should do that. And I had the Amazon app open with what I wanted to order the day before, but I didn't order it the day before because I knew Liz would be home on Wednesday and I was afraid it would come while she was home. She had a, it was an in-service day at school. So she went in and came home at noon so that we could then go to the appointment. And we left for the appointment about an hour before uh, the actual time. So I didn't want to order it. I figured, okay, I'll leave it open on this item <laughs> and I'll go back to it tomorrow at some point, meaning Thursday, and order it so it comes, I'm sorry, Wednesday, so it comes on Thursday. So I'm sitting there and I go, check my email and I, I get so many emails and so many email accounts I have. So it's, I just get inundated. So after I do that, I check some news sites and I'm like, oh, I could order that thing from Amazon for Liz. Now, last week I thought I really got to get her something good. I know she's going to make something for me. I don't know what it is. And when I say make some sort of food and she loves, <laughs> she loves recipes uh, the kids bought her a subscription to The Kitchen, which is Food Network's online thing, which she absolutely loves. In fact, she did it a couple of years ago. They gave her that and an iPad because her iPad was bad. So they got her the iPad and the subscription. And then this year for Mother's Day, she just got the subscription. <laughs> and then at some point, and it might have been for Christmas, the kids got her a subscription, or maybe she bought it on her own, to the New York Times, which she also loves. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll get her a subscription for another one of the recipe sites. And she has a real problem. I was talking to Alex on the phone the other day. She has binders of recipes printed. She has a binder that has the ones that we've tried and are keepers. She has a, I don't know if they're folders she has stacks and stacks and stacks of recipes to try. We could probably, she could make one of those for each meal for the rest of our lives, and there would still be stuff left over at the end. That's how many, that's how many she has. So I started thinking, what could I, what could I get her to kind of do that if I don't get her a subscription service? And, and she's old school. When she reads a book, she wants it to be a book, not a tablet, not her iPhone. She likes to hold the physical book. Same thing with the recipe. She knows that she can save it into an online thing. And so I thought, well, you know what? She's going to, you know, school's going to be done soon. This is, she's going to be finishing up at Walden and not returning. So we're going to need a printer, <laughs> a heavy duty printer, evidently. And I thought, maybe I could just get a printer. And I'm like, I don't really want to get a printer. If we do move this summer or into the fall, once we move to wherever we're going, then we'll get a printer. If we're going to stay here for a while, then we'll get a printer. And at some point last week, she's making chicken for us. And she has this wooden mallet to flatten out the chicken so it cooks evenly and, and so forth and so on. Well, ours has been broken. And when I say broken, the head keeps popping off. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. Every time you put it back on, a couple splinters come off, so it, it's not as tight. And so sometimes it's not even when she's hitting the chicken when it comes off. Sometimes it's when she's 
lifting the thing up to hit the chicken again, it comes flying off. And you know who loves when that happens. <laughs> Ziggy thinks it's for him. So why she hasn't ordered one on her own, I don't know. And I thought, what a great gift this would be <laughs> because she won't order it for herself. I don't know why. So I got her this poultry mallet. I guess you could use it for meat too. And I thought, this is a great, this is going to be something great I could talk about because I've never ordered on the app. It seemed pretty accessible when I have used it to look for things. And I use it usually just to take a look to see how much something is. It's usually something that, that I'd be interested in, whether it was podcasting gear or camera gear or whatnot. But I'd never actually ordered. And I don't have a Prime account. We all use Jane's Prime account. Well, Liz, Jane, and I use Jane's Prime account. Jacob, I think, also has a Prime account. Um, so I'm going through, and I go back into the app, which I hadn't closed, and I left it on what I wanted, but for whatever reason, I guess it refreshed or whatever, and it took me back to the homepage. So I had to look for it again. And when I had looked at it on Tuesday, there were, I had to hurry an order because there were only eight left. Well, there must not be a huge demand for this wooden meat mallet because when I went to it yesterday, there were six left. So two had sold <laughs> in that 24-hour period. But I'm sitting there and I'm going through and making sure it's the right one, making sure it was going to get delivered the next day, which it all was correct. But for whatever reason, I couldn't find the add to cart or buy now button. It just didn't seem to be there. In other items that I had looked at, those those buttons were there. And I'm too to scan from one text item to another when you're using voiceover on an iPhone, you single finger swipe to the right. So it just goes to the next item. And I keep doing that. And finally, I'm down into the reviews. And I'm like, where is this at? And finally, I backed out of the item, went back in, and there it was. So I clicked the buy it now. I made sure the address was set to the address here, not to Jane in New York, because that's not where Liz is going to be on Valentine's Day. And I ordered it. And I don't know whose credit card it went on. It's somebody's American Express, whether it's mine, Liz's, or Jane's. They all go to the same account, so it doesn't matter. And once I made sure the address was right, I hit the buy now or pay or check out or whatever, and I was done. And I thought, okay, that was fairly easy other than the buttons being not being there or not being readily available. And I'll have to try it again where it's not as noisy. Maybe it went to the buttons and I didn't hear it because they were calling somebody's name, whatever. But I thought that's pretty cool. I'm sitting here and I just ordered something for Liz. Um, and it was again, fairly easy. It would have been easier if I had the ear earbuds, but it was still easy nonetheless. I don't know that I would have ordered something very expensive because this was not very expensive, but I just love the fact that I was able to do that just like anybody else would have been able to, just like you would have, if you've got sight where you'd just go on, of course, nobody would know. <laughs> nobody would know you're looking at stuff like that at Amazon. We would do crossword puzzles and the word scrambles that used to be in the newspaper. We used to get them from her mom. But of course, we don't anymore. I don't even know if she still gets the paper. Uh, we rarely see her, of course, with COVID. So, and obviously with COVID, she doesn't come in with me. So it's just different now because she doesn't come in with me. And I'm basically sitting there. But now at least I can entertain myself with my phone. And next time I'll try and remember earbuds. So I'm at the appointment. So after about an hour, I get called back. She says, my name is Kathy. The chair's right there in front of you. Let me put the foot rest up so that you don't trip on that. And when she did that, I sat down. 
found a spot for my cane in the little crook of the uh, arm. And she's asking me questions about my vision and about my medication and so forth. And she saw that I was on a new drop and wondered why I was on both Restasis and Zydra. Well, again, with the insurance company, they wouldn't cover the Restasis anymore. They told me I could use another drop. I couldn't remember what it was, and I couldn't find the email, or I guess it was even a letter. I don't even think it was an email. So when I saw the glaucoma doctor, I asked him, and I may have mentioned this back when I talked about that appointment. He didn't really know what to prescribe, but the guy who was taking all my vitals at that appointment said, Zydra is one that folks usually go to. And I said, okay, well, how about Zydra? He said, all right, I'll write you a prescription for that. So I got that. I haven't started to use it yet because I still had some restasis left, not knowing that I'd be going to see this other doctor, the cornea specialist. His name is Dr. Ayers. And she again tells me how busy this guy is. And, and I could see it in the waiting room. And again, he's a great guy. He's very thorough. Even though it's packed, he doesn't rush you through, which I thought was outstanding. Even when I was with him, he took his time and went over everything. We talked about previous things that have gone on with my eye, which he knows. I've been seeing him for about 15 years. He's the one that did the original transplant, like I said, and that was back in December of 2008. I may have mentioned it in, on, on one of my December episodes that it was the bat mitzvah of my cornea tissues. And it wasn't the whole cornea that I got. It was just the innermost uh, tissues. Those innermost layers are called the endothelium. And that's what happened the last time they you get the whole cornea, but they didn't put that in, just they did the inside stuff. As I like to say, the, the cornea is the hard, crunchy outside, and the <laughs> and the endothelium is the, I don't want to say gooey inside, but is the cells and layers inside. At the time, during the surgery, back then in December of 2008, he told me the donor was a 69-year-old woman, and as I've mentioned before, 70 is the cutoff. So I, <laughs> that tissue got in just under the gun. And so this past December, I had it for 13 years. So, and that's why I say bat mitzvah, because of course, when a boy has this event, it's called a bar mitzvah. I had a bar mitzvah back in 1977. Yes, so you can do the math to see how old I am, 57, save you the trouble. And I thought when I first started going to the cornea specialist, the other one in the office, I thought, hey, am I even going to get to that because things were not great? And I have to say, things are worse now than they were when I first started going to her. So I knew something was up. But I'm sitting there, getting back to sitting in the, the room with Kathy, who was taking the vitals. She puts the eye chart up, and she says, what can you read? And I, and I said, before I even answer that, I said, is this like the chart in the media office where the, the letters can change over time? Or is this the one that starts off with the big E and then the second line is the S and the L? And she's like, no, it's that one. I said, I can't see those things, but I'm just asking. I said, all right, well, let's start with the E. She said, it's up there. <laughs> I said, oh, I can't see it. I could see that the light was on. I could see maybe there was a little blackness, but I couldn't make out that it was an E, not even close. So she then did finger counting, and she put them directly in front of my left eye, which is the one that I see out of. And I said, I, I really can't make it out. She, she was about a foot away, I guess. I said, could you move them a little to my left, where for whatever reason, 
the left or left side of my eye can see I can see better out of that and then she started putting numbers up and uh, she would then say how many now and it made me think of that scene in my cousin Vinny where the lady is up on the stand and Vinny says to her how many fingers am I holding up and the judge says let the record show two fingers then he says judge and he said oh sorry and then he said to the lady okay now how many fingers am I holding up and I don't think he changed it and she said the wrong number and he walks in, he walks closer to her, and he says, I, she, I guess I need new glasses or something like that. Well, I felt like that <laughs> because he, she went from about a foot in front of my face to about two feet, and I couldn't see it at about two feet. And she brought him in a little closer, which may or may not have been 18 inches. And again, I don't know, but I could see them there. So I was finger counting at about a foot and a half which isn't very good. So I knew at that point, hey, I wasn't blowing smoke up anybody's butt by saying I couldn't see very well. And B, it told me that it wasn't me that it, I mean, technically it was me because I couldn't see. I wasn't imagining it is what I'm saying. And I then had to go back out into the waiting room and wait some more. And this time I sat in a different chair. I was right on the last chair of what would be if you were ending a W. You do the one loop and then you do the second loop. That very last part of the very top of the right side of the W, that's where I was sitting after I went back out there. A seat or two away from me was an older woman with a walker who is coughing like you wouldn't believe. I don't know if it's COVID, COPD, who knows what, but if it was COVID, there... <laughs> There's a pretty good chance I breathed in some of her COVID air. Obviously, everybody had masks on there. They require that. So when I finally went back in to see Dr. Ayers, and we went through all the particulars, like I mentioned earlier, he could see that my cornea was swollen, and it didn't take him long to figure out, okay, here's what we have to do. He said the one thing that could make it a little more difficult surgery is it looks like the lens is wobbly a little bit. In 2008, I had the transplant. In 2010, I had a cataract removed. And when they remove a cataract, they put in an artificial lens. If the lens is loose, it's got to be replaced. So when he writes up the surgery, it's got to be for the transplant and for the lens. Because unlike... When the guy's at your house doing something, you can't say, oh, I got, I need a part. I got to run over to Home Depot. It doesn't work that way, evidently, in, in medicine. <laughs> First of all, I don't think you can go to Home Depot and get it. As I clearly found out, Home Depot does not sell white canes. That was an episode back, I think, in the summer that I did when a lady tried to ring up my cane at the Home Depot. So they'll have one there if it's needed. And plop that in if they have to. The difference with the surgery, it goes from being a 15 to 20 minute surgery to put the transplant in, to do the transplant. Basically, you poke a little hole and you take the old tissue out and you put the new tissue in and unfold it and smush it into place and then put a air bubble or gas bubble. I think it's air. And that, that kind of frightened me when he told me about that talk about that in a second. 
and the surgery is uh, that I'd be having is called a DSEK, D-S-E-K. And again, I had one back in 2008. So he thought that 14, 13 and a half years <laughs> was a decent amount of time considering all the issues that I've had with my, with my eyes. I've had at least two surgeries since that, maybe three. I can't even remember. This surgery will be my 18th, though, number 18, on my eyes. I've had a couple other things done, but eyes alone, this will be 18. And the majority of them are on my left eye, which is the good one. They stopped doing surgery on my right eye when I was a toddler because you just couldn't do anything more for it, and I can't see anything out of it. Just to save the vision that I have, and again, the vision that I have is not very much at this point. So if they just do the DSEC, like I said, 15, 20 minutes, if they have to do the lens, it could be an hour. And of course, it creates other issues that could crop up. And whenever you do anything to an eye, like I've had done over the course of my life, it could destabilize and make the glaucoma go nuts. It could do other things. Hopefully, it's another not another detached retina situation because that was the worst surgery I've ever had, painful then the week laying on my side to keep the bubble in the right spot, to keep the retina attached, uh, just absolutely the worst. So when he said he had to put a bubble in, I said, oh my gosh, how long is that bubble? Well, how long do I have to stay in a... He said, don't worry, it's not like the retina. You only have to do it for 24 hours. I said, just lay on my back. And he said, well, you could do that, or you could look, sit in a chair and look straight up at the ceiling. And <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do, but... Um, on whatever the, the date of the surgery is, I'll be doing that after I, after I come home. The other thing is, I have the surgery on one day, and then the next day I go back and have a check. When I first thought about having the surgery, I was nervous because I just don't like the feeling. When I had the original transplant back in 2008, I was nauseous the next day, really nauseous, throwing up and everything else, and just, I just felt crappy. When I had the retina attachment, I told the anesthesiologist that, and she gave me something, so it wasn't... I don't remember if it was completely not there or if it wasn't bad. It, whatever it was, I didn't get sick. So the surgery will be in around six weeks' time when the schedule is available for, for him. So we're looking end of March, beginning to middle of April, the surgical coordinator wasn't in yesterday and won't be in until Monday, so I won't won't find anything out until then. And who knows? I've had them say that before and then something be scheduled sooner or something be scheduled later. And in the meantime, of course, my vision is going to fluctuate and in some days I'll see better than others and some parts of the day I'll see better than others. And it's And it's weird. The last couple of days, at nighttime, my vision has been better and I don't know why. And when that happens, it makes it hard for me to go to bed because I've spent so much time trying to see things that it takes me so much longer that when I do have the vision and I have stuff to do, and I've got plenty of stuff to do, I want to do it while I have this, this little bit more sight. And again, my sight's not great to begin with, but from what it is at finger counting at 18 inches to seeing the big E is huge. I mean, there are points that I've been using voiceover, and I'm not great at voiceover, let me tell you, I, I need you know more help with that. But because I have a little bit of vision, 
I've been kind of making it work. I'm still having trouble getting from, let's say, the navigation part in Chrome to the actual area of the web page that I want to read. But now I have to make sure I know how to do that because, again, having the surgery, I don't know what's going to happen. And for the first few days, I'm not going to really see much of anything anyway. I know for the first day, it's going to be all bandaged up and with a hard eye shield on it. And that creates, of course, another problem. Ziggy. Ziggy and I play uh, most of the day. And most folks, if they could play all day with their dog, they'd be happy as could be. But, of course, when I'm doing that, I can't get other stuff done. And that's why I usually do my work at nighttime. Once everybody's asleep and there's no distractions, it's also hard for me to start and stop, especially when reading an article, to start and then have a text message come in or a phone call come in, to find the spot that I was is very difficult if I don't hit the right button, either in voiceover or whatever I'm using. With Ziggy, we play pretty rough. And in fact, the other day, the day before my appointment, we were, after lunch, we always have these pretzel rounds, which I call pretzel balls, because they're basically like little balls of pretzel uh, from Snyder's. And when I eat them, I throw a few his way and after he eats them, he's very excited and happy, and he jumps up on me. I'm sitting in a chair usually. He jumps up on me, and he tries to bite me, which I hate. <laughs> Not because he's biting me, but he's got pretzels stuck in his teeth, and now it's all over my arm or my hands. <laughs> it's pretty gross. But he caught me with his paw on my eye, the, the claws on my, on my eyelid. Fortunately, I shut my eye in time, and actually cut me right below my eye on my cheek. So I was lucky that there wasn't an issue there with that. So I can't have that, obviously, as I'm healing from, from the surgery. So I'm hoping that, and Liz is hoping that, surgery could be on a Thursday. She would then take Thursday and Friday off, and that would give me four days to really get, get back into the swing of it. And hopefully by that third or fourth day, I'd be able to see a little bit and maneuver around and deal with Ziggy during the day and not have too many issues, not have too many issues with him. But he's a very excitable dog, which I don't mind. I like. It's just tough, though, when you're on a call with a congressional staffer and he's getting nuts or some other type of business call and he's getting nuts. And it's hard to it's hard to do all that. So that's where we stand. Surgery sometime in a few weeks. And we'll see what happens. And of course, there's always the catastrophic chance that I don't see anything after. Somebody sneezes and the doctor drops whatever, stabs me in the eye, whatever. Anything could go wrong. As my MO is this. Someone, whether it's a lawyer, a doctor, a cable TV installer, a, an electrician, here's what is always said to me, and I always fear for these words. I've never seen anything like that happen before. <laughs> and that is always said to me, and it happened most recently when the electricians were here over the summer and we were having some work done. But I've had an attorney tell me that. I've had doctors tell me that. All sorts of folks have told me that. And that's just my entire life has been like that. So, <laughs> so I don't want to go back the day after the surgery and have the doctor say that because he's done 
I'm sure, a boatload of these surgeries. And I don't want to be the first one where he says, oh, I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> so that's what I'm up against. And before I go, I just wanted to touch again on the Pennsylvania Association of Blind Students. As I mentioned, Simon is my friend. You've heard Simon on this podcast. I'll also put a link in the show notes. They did an episode of Blind Abilities with the folks who are going to be on the piano bar sponsored by the Pennsylvania Association of Blind Students. So I'll put a link there and you can learn more about it there as well as the page. And again, easiest way to get to the page, com slash piano. And that'll take you, you can learn all about it. And that's where you make the donation. Again, as little as $5 gets you in the door. You can do more as I did a little more. And for every $5, it increases your, your chances of entry. It gives you more entries, which then could, you know, of course, increase your chances of winning something. And again, uh, Simon is great at singing in the piano. Angelina is just incredible. And I just wanted to touch on that. I think I mentioned it after the Pennsylvania State Convention. After the convention itself, the, the day's events of the convention, everybody went to the hotel bar, including Angelina. Now, she's 16 years old. Obviously, she's not drinking. At least, I don't think she was. <laughs> uh, her folks were there, so. Well, her mom and her stepfather. And people were asking her to sing. And the acoustics in this place, and she started singing. It was just incredible. One of the bartenders had walked past me and stopped and said I had to stop and listen because I thought I thought somebody was playing something. I mean, it was just incredible. So again, go to ICANSU.com slash piano, make a donation, check them out. It's next Wednesday, the 16th of February at 6 p.m. via Zoom. You sign up, they'll send you the link, and you can go check that out. Again, she's outstanding. I'm waiting on a link to something that she has on YouTube. I don't know that I've gotten that yet. I talked to her mom earlier today. She was the leader of the Washington Seminar call, and I asked her for a link to something uh, that I could put in the show notes so you can see her or, or hear her sing. Again, she's just outstanding, and again, so only 16. I do appreciate listening to episode 166. Please reach out if you have any questions, comments, show ideas. I'd love to hear them. You can call 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town, and I will put it on an upcoming episode unless it's inaudible. You can curse. You can tell me anything you want, and I will put it on most likely unless you say something bad about my family or my parents. You can say something bad about me. I'll put that on. Uh, I would appreciate that, and it would make for some fun stuff to put on, whether it's good, bad, or worse. <laughs> but please reach out and let me know. You can also reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. And as always, show notes will be available at I can't see you.com slash 166. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence. It's only seven letters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 166. Also, if you would, if you've heard issues with my audio, I know Frank had mentioned some problems last week. I've checked all my connections. There is or seems to be a problem with the unit that I have, meaning not just my unit. Other people have said there's issues with the Zoom PodTrack P4. I will continue to troubleshoot. I haven't noticed them. I have on headphones as I'm listening, as I'm recording this. 
and I'm listening. Hopefully it's good this week, but I don't know. Let me know what you think also. Again, any of those ways, you can call, you can email, and let me know. I'd appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 166 of the I Can See You podcast. As always, I really do appreciate it. I hope you're staying safe, you're well, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.